That's right, folks. It's time again for another old-fashioned working whiskey brought to you by Jason Courtney, your host and co-host and chief engineering officer, Olin Hyde. Olin, you enjoying this cold weather today? My face is a little cold, but... Yeah, you trimmed off that beard and don't have the wind protector. Oh, I'm getting it back. You are. You are. Slowly but surely. So the picture your wife posted on Facebook from six years ago or something, it's like the same length today as it was then. It's crazy. <laughs> so, Well, we are excited. In, uh, in studio, we have a special guest from our headquarters down in Palm Harbor, Harbor with uh, Office Pride, our chief operating officer, Mr. Pat Durkee. Welcome for the first time, sir. Yeah, thank you, Jason. Absolutely. And uh, we are imbibing on some Russell's Reserve six-year today. It is 90 proof or 45% alcohol by volume. Uh, we were out of the orange bitters, so we just have the uh, traditional Angostura bitters, aromatic bitters. Aromatic bitters. Yeah. So let's. Uh... Smells very strong. Oh, it's smooth, though. It'd be very smooth. Very smooth. Very smooth. That's nice. That's one of those sipping, you know, you just enjoy this through the day and not realize and. It's definitely in the, in the top half of what we've had on here. Yeah, I'm impressed. Yeah. Kudos to the bartender. Russell's Reserve, six year. That one's going to get added to the list. It, it's not going on the Hippo Duke list with uh, Blanton's. No. It's delicious. Blanton's was not good. Blanton's was awful. Basil man. Hayden Toast was not good. It wasn't It wasn't bad. It just, you couldn't taste it. Yeah, it's for sure. For Are sure. they still on the shelf over here? Uh. Toast is. I see the cork poking out there. Yeah. We traded Blanton's for our podcast editor. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we gave that one to Paul. Paul, I hope you've been enjoying that one. Yeah. We uh, we send these off to Tampa, Clearwater. Lakeland. Lakeland. See, somewhere down there in those neck of the woods. And he uh, he takes out all the little mishaps that we, <laughs> as best he can. Yeah. So we're sitting here, uh, Pat flew in this morning. Thank you for, for doing that. He did not know about Silver Airways, and so he oh. had to journey up to Charlotte and now down here. So I did tell him that he could enjoy a nice uh, seat grab of the uh, posterior while flying with Silver if you wanted yep. to. They have the little tiny bottles of water. That's that's uh, your that's your service. Service, oh. yeah. I missed out. I but it's direct. It. 45 yeah. minutes, you can't beat it. Well, it's more like an hour and 20. It depends on which way the headwind's going. <laughs> sure. I'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> so we uh, so we had him in. We didn't tell him this was going to happen. But recently at headquarters, they uh, we had our annual retreat back in August. And it was a really special moment. Todd Hopkins, our founder and at the time CEO, um got on stage and did a uh, ceremonial passing of the torch to our new CEO, current CEO, Josh Weiss. Uh, and it was, man, it was touching. I, I got a little emotional during, during that time. And a little, I mean, a lot. I was boohooing <laughs> like a baby. I had to, had to <laughs> there were, there were not like, too uh, many dry eyes ooh. in the room anywhere. Yeah. Well, and, and as I sat there and watched, so Todd, I mean, he's Todd for, Many of his faults has has the ability to tell a story like none other, and and that's what he did. He got up on stage and he told a story about how it started and how he used to sit at his 
his kitchen table and, and drink out of a coffee cup and think through the problems. He's like, you know, me and this coffee cup and, and God got through a lot of issues. And at the end, he said, it's your coffee cup now and handed it to Josh. And it was just oh, it was such yeah. a moment. And I thought back and I reflect, I mean, I'm, I'm always an emotional guy, um, but I was just like, man, this hit me so hard. And I was trying to understand why. And then, and then it kind of hit me like a ton of bricks that that's what we're going to go through here at office pride. And, and at the time only really Olin and I had had that understanding. Um, so for us, it was, for me, it was like, okay, I'm seeing what's fixing to happen. Maybe not on a grandiose scale as, as what Todd had done, but like I'm passing the torch to Olin and, and I, I just, I saw myself in that position. This is, this is my baby. It's been my baby for the last seven years going into eight years and, and I'm going to trust Olin with it and he's going to run with it. And so we decided, Hey, let's talk about what that transition looks like. Pat was the COO under Todd. Todd brought you and Jeff McMullen in yep. um, both of you guys. Uh, so Jeff McMullen is our CFO and then Pat is our COO. And how long you've been with headquarters about just, a year, just over two years, now. two years. Yep. Oh, wow. Man, time flies. Having fun. It does. So he, he came from a much larger brand uh, of, of a similar um, workspace, plus a lot more, um, and was challenged to help scale what we do here. And I think you've, you've helped us obviously achieve that and will help us as we continue into the future. What was it like for you having being, you know, someone in an executive position in a C-suite transitioning is this your first transition from one ceo to another have you done that before no, in your it, career yeah, i've done it uh, probably two more times uh but i think you know going back to that speech uh todd had this way to visualize where he had reached that top of the ladder couldn't get to the top of the ladder because there was no one there to hold it for him and anybody who does work around the house or whatever realizes that you know, that was like the epitome of of the turnover and uh, kind of what what it meant to, to be able to uh, not hold the company back, realizing when it was his time. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's no mystery to anyone that Todd is a cautious person. And, um, you know, he made sure that many of the actions that we took has kept us out of trouble from a legal standpoint. Um, but as the private equity group came on and as you reach a point of certain scale within the company, you, you, you have to start taking different risks sure. and the risk profile for him uh, oh. is definitely different. Yeah. Um, so the, the transition then became, you know, as, as I've you know worked with Josh, obviously there's the need to adjust your style uh, to, to match uh, the leadership style and, and keep pace in, in some Because they're instances. drastically different guys. Drastically different. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, they're both great guys. I love them both. I've been to races with Todd. I've been to baseball games with Todd. I, I enjoy being with Todd and hanging out with him, and, and his knowledge is so far past what I'll ever know. It blows me away, but Josh – Josh is just different. He connects where Todd, Todd is so smart. You kind of feel like you can't, right? I mean, you, you worked with Todd for what, four or five years. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, yeah. that connecting is just, it's a challenge. It's not impossible. 
right? Yeah. But it's it takes effort. And with Josh, it just well, seems a no, little more natural. So the difference is Todd is such, he's very focused on production that the relational side takes a back seat. And Josh, Josh kind of yeah. balances those very well. When you sit at the table with Todd, the conversation naturally always turns towards, hey, how can we improve this? Or how can we do something better? Or what's next? Where Josh can kibitz a little bit with you at the table. Yeah. Yeah. And so do you feel like that has helped Josh as he's come in? Like, so Todd's been, this is his baby for what, 30 years, almost 30 years. Yeah. Um, and then now we have Josh. There's a staff of what, about 20 at the headquarters 20, between yeah, billing 20, and, yep. and operations. You know, do you feel like that's helped Josh? Do you, I mean, obviously people are, are buying in. I'm bought in. I, I'm 100% behind Josh. I mean, I, I really like the guy. I was questionable when we brought you on. I think there, you know, we had a one-on-one call and I think it was, were we in Miami? Yep. First we, time we, we met Yeah, first per- time yeah. we like really met in person and hung out and we went and shared a cigar we did. and a bourbon. Fort, and it was that moment. And that was Fort Myers. No, Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale. I've never been, I've never been yeah. to Fort Myers to see Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's basically <laughs> Miami. Anywhere oh, south, anywhere, anywhere south of Tampa is, is <laughs> Miami to me. So, you know, we, we shared that cigar and, and connected, and it was that moment that, and that's where that connection is important, right? That's where I was like, okay, I've built this bond with Pat, and now I can trust him. He knows he can trust me. We can, we can go to each other in confidence and we can go to each other and discuss situations. And, and that's what I was able to do immediately with, with, uh, Josh, as he was up at the Indy 500 this year. I think, you know, has that helped with the, with the headquarters staff? I think it has. And, and I think the other thing that, uh, Josh has done really well, uh, with the network is leveraging the technology of getting his face out, getting his personal stories out, um, through technology, right? Uh, whereas the network has grown through handshakes and relations with with Todd, yeah, uh, over the course of time, and the 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 types of owners that Todd recruited changed over time as well, right? Sure. So we went from a ten thousand dollar model by a business to or by a by a job, by a by job, a job. Yep. to a a $35,000 by a business you can grow. And I mean, we've gone and, and you can see that right in the state of the brand address that Todd usually does. You can see where it kind of like it was, there was always a slight growth, but then when they made that pivot, all of a sudden it became the hockey stick, right? It went whoo high. I mean, it went, I mean, we've grown 20%, you know, year over year for like the last five or six years. And that happened when they made the change of, what kind of owners are the we type trying of owners. to get? Yeah. And so I think Josh has done a nice uh, job of connecting in that way, getting him to be able to be personally connected with yeah. the owners that, you know, you, you historically have had to rely on face to face. And now, which is nice. People have seen Josh's kids in the yeah, videos and dog, stuff. And the story with his son and the chainsaw. Yeah. He's like, Hey, we didn't let him cut down the tree barefoot <laughs> using the ax. Like he had to put on shoes. Like, yep. You just get, you're right. You get to connect with him even from seven hours away. Yeah. And so, you know, as Olin gears to take over officially the first of the year, I mean, pretty much if you're here, you know, he has taken over. (laughs) This is my third time at the office in the last two months. And 
They're like, hi, uh, uh, welcome to Office Pride. How can I help you? I'm like, hi, I'm an owner. And they're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> it's not quite that bad. But, <laughs> you know, Olin's had the benefit of working here for the last three and a half, four years. Yeah. Um, so he really knows everybody here, and he's worked with everybody in his vice president position. But it's even going to take another step as he steps into the president position. What advice or... Um, concerns do you think we should be aware of as he makes that that step that as I transition out and right people have come to me for so many years and how do you how do you suggest we handle that transition I think uh, well Olin has the advantage of having been in the position uh, with the organization so everybody you know kind of knows him um, I think the the biggest risk maybe that that Olin would possibly face is trying to be Jason. Olin has to be himself yeah. and leverages. That's not going to happen. No, but I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying? Don't try and find the things that Jason was successful at or what everybody admired in Jason as, as the owner, yeah. you have to find your own area and, and build on those, um, those strengths and, and the, and the way that you connect with people. Uh, and I think that that's been obviously dramatically different for, for us at headquarters with Todd and, and Josh, right? They're two dynamically different people. You are as well. Um, but Josh is overcoming this 30 year headwind of how yeah. the company has been run. If I think if Josh or if Todd had had multiple CEOs along the way, the transition would be a little bit less dramatic. Yeah. But uh, the fact that it's 30 years of, of history and now Josh comes in, he just has to find his his path, his style, yeah. and embrace it and, and go with it. And I think uh, the way that he's been personally connecting with the network, I think the network has adopted it. You know, it's, it's funny because you mentioned to Olin, like, hey, carve your own way. You know, make sure you blaze your own path. And for me, as someone stepping out, like, that's difficult for him. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no, I want him to do what I've done. What I've done has worked, right? I'm like, right. this this is a proven method. And I see Olin carving his own way, and I'm so proud of him. I'm so excited for him and the journey. It, it just, for me, it's like, it's worked. Why would we step away from that? But at the same time, like, this can work too. Just because one thing works doesn't mean something else won't work also, right? And so for me, stepping back and, and seeing him blaze his own trail I really have to accept that he is a different person, right? He's not going to connect relationally the same way that I do. But at the same time, he's not going to say the things that I'll say. Like, you know, they, <laughs> they refer to me. As, I don't know if you've ever watched The Office, but they refer to me as Michael Scott. You'll not find another guy that loves his people more than, than me. I'm much, I love Olin. He'll never love these people as much as I love them. He can love them, but it, it just won't be the same. And because I love them, I say things sometimes that most people wouldn't or shouldn't say. And it's accepted because they know where it's coming from. Right, right. Um, I, I We've brought it up before, but Bree uh, used to be our front office manager. <laughs> and one day she just wasn't wearing makeup. And I didn't recognize that. And I was like, are you feeling okay? Like, you look a little down. Like, you're not, like, are you sick? Do you need to go home? She's like, no, I just didn't put on makeup this morning. I was like, oh, my bad. Like, <laughs> Right. And everybody else is like, oh my God, how did you say? And she didn't even think twice. Like she wasn't offended. She wasn't 
angry. She was just like, that's Jason. Like he, he thought enough to care. Like, Hey, are you okay? Do you need to go home? That's what she got. Like, obviously we all had a good laugh about, (laughs) okay. She just wasn't wearing makeup, but like that's the that's not what the laugh was about by the way sure it is that's why it's open mouth yeah Yeah. and and so like olin would not necessarily get away with that but at the same time he wouldn't do that he knows he's been married long enough to know like hey you don't i've made my sure at home like with a with appendicitis and (laughs) things like that i've I've done my own stupid things so so for me as the as the ceo president heading out and having the new president coming in it is worrisome for me that he's not just like me, but at the same time, it's exciting because some of the things that he's pushed and challenged me on are just like with Todd, with technology, like sometimes being afraid to take that step. You know, we've used a company for our timekeeping for six years that we probably only should have used for two or three (laughs) years if we ever used them at all. But I was afraid financially to make that commitment. And on the back end, it's turned out just fine. It hasn't hurt our profitability at all. And it's made systems easier for the operations team. So you just have to recognize that with different people come different strengths. And that's where Strength Finders has been good for us. It's helped us work better together. And it's helped me to know what to look out for as he heads into this journey, right? It's my number one concern. And and he and I have probably talked about this more than anything is his tunnel vision. He, his focus is super high in his Strength Finders. Profile, yeah. And, uh, so sometimes he can just laser in on one thing and he'll miss other things. Not because he doesn't care, just because he's so focused on that one thing. And so I, and now as he's headed into president, it's very important that he sees big picture and not just single strokes. And so I will occasionally ask like, Hey, how's, how's the pulse of everything? Not just how's what's what you're working on. How is, how's the company? You know, we, we talked this week about cash flow, something he has not had to, to manage before. And he would have caught it eventually, but I was something that I kept my finger on habitually. Right. And it's not something he's had to, to focus on all the time. And so I just like, hey, so, you know, going forward, this is what I've always done. You don't have to do it that way, but just as long as you're paying attention. So, And I think the other, the other thing, uh, at least what I've observed with, with, uh, with Todd and Josh, is a continued kind of cadence of connecting, discussing things that are happening so that at least historically, you can raise your hand and say, okay, we've, we've seen this before, sure. we got in trouble this way, or here's how I would navigate this. And then Olin can make his own decision from that. But as a mentor, as a holder of the ladder, you know, how can you be his sounding board, his mentor, if you will? And selfishly, um, it gives you a peace of mind to know what's happening, yep. right? When you're, and I mean... So I'm stepping back, but I'm still very financially involved, right? Like I, I still make the majority of my money off of this business as I head into the the next venture with all of us. Like this is still the, the, what pays the bills. So to me, it's very important. And so for him, it's also important. He's a, he's a stakeholder. He gets, he gets draws just like I do. Pays the bills. Same yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, so for me, it's a peace of mind knowing that, okay, it's all, it's all progressing in the right direction. And, and, it just gives you that little bit of comfort. And it's not so much of micromanaging. It's just knowing that, hey, he's paying attention to the things that you paid attention to or he's paying attention to to the things that matter. And that's what I've gotten from Josh is, you know, one thing that Todd always did, and he didn't always connect the same way as he always strived on the importance of the, of the franchisees. 
Josh has like taken that and multiplied yeah. it times a thousand. Passionate. So as passive yeah. or as passionate as Todd was about us as franchisees, right? His big B hag was making the happiest franchisees in the world. You know, Josh has taken that and put some reality to it and like checks in. I mean, I got a text the couple days after Thanksgiving. Hey man, hope you had a great Thanksgiving with your family. Is there anything I can do for you? You know, just want to let you know this is going on. And I'm like, you know, he doesn't owe that to me. I, he doesn't work for me in the way that so many franchisees think he does. Like, you know, like <laughs> that's well, I mean, a whole in the way he does, but. but that's a whole different topic. Like people are like, Oh, he works for me. Like, no, no. Like he has his own responsibilities and yes, it is perfect. It is important for him to pay attention to us. But the fact that he does so delicately and so naturally, it just, it's nice. Like, like you, like you said, you've, you've met his son, you've met his daughter, You've seen his dog laying in the chair behind him when yep, he's recording definitely. his his winning Wednesdays, and and those things all matter for whatever reason. Like, who the heck cares if you've met his dog? But you just feel a little bit more connected because you know that mm-hmm. I've met your wife, I've met your daughter. Like, those things help us connect on different levels that we wouldn't if we just shared what was going on at work. Right? right? right. It just helps. So. I'm excited to see Josh come in. I'm excited to see Olin come in and really make their mark on the businesses, right? Mark, or uh, not Mark, <laughs> Josh has a huge goal ahead of him, right? We, I mean, we're trying to, to, to grow this franchise system dramatically. Yeah, and, um, you know, as you look at the growth, with the growth comes benefits for everyone. It's not just about the top line revenue and, and all of that. I think one of the things that I observed as we came, as I came in a couple of years ago, there was a tipping point where we could start doing things for the network that we didn't have the resources to do because it just hadn't reached that point. Right. It was, you know, a, a headcount cap or a, a, a technology that we wouldn't consider because it just didn't make financial sense. And then as you, as you grow the network, and as you know, the resources kind of reach that tipping point, and all of a sudden you you have new things to offer. And I think that's really where our focus is and and will be uh, going forward. Is as the network grows, it will allow us to do bigger and better things. Uh, you know, regional accounts or national accounts programs and those type of things, where the footprint then benefits everybody. Yeah. Whereas right, you know, in the past. If you weren't in indie, you weren't part of the network, right? Yeah. And I so, mean, even, even growth opportunities, like, I mean, three of us got to go out to Denver and spend one-on-one time with Josh and Todd and got to go to Vern Harnish's conference, right? Like, that was invaluable. And that that happens because of the thought that these guys put into us. And it's strategic, but it's also relational, you know? And that's that, to us, has been the biggest push. And so, as we start to wrap this up, I think... Olin, you know, you are definitely in tune with the business. You are definitely in tune with the people. I'm excited to see where it goes. I can only hope and pray that it goes as smoothly as I feel like the transition from Josh and Todd. You know, that to me was the epitome of of succession done well. Yeah. Um, and he's come in and he hasn't rocked the boat, right? He hasn't. Yep. <laughs> done anything dramatic, but at the same time, he's done things to improve our position, right? He's 
he's stabilizing the core, so to speak, and then will make those things. Right. He's making sure he has a firm grip. Like he's not going to walk in day one and all right, you're fired. You're gone. Hey, we're changing this company. We're going to do this. Like that's a lot when you don't know what's going on. He, it was important for him to get the pulse. Olin has the benefit of having the pulse for the last four mm-hmm. years and knowing our direction, but at the same time, getting to cast his own vision as we head into the future. So, yeah, I, I couldn't have expected this to go any better, Pat. Thank you so much for flying in just for this. Obviously nothing else. This, this one podcast, you guys uh, go out and find you a bottle of Russell reserve six year, highly recommend it. Old fashioned working whiskey out.